Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach the Podcast, and I just wanted to remind you that Nate and Serena should have been endgame on Gossip Girl. I've spent a lot of the weekend re-watching Gossip Girl and just getting more frustrated and more angry that they didn't end up together, so I just wanted to put that out there. I wanted to get that off my chest before we get into all the craziness that has happened in the last week. I have to say, last week I said, I don't think this divorce is going to get filthy. Like, I don't think they're going to be nasty to one another or anything. Yeah, I want to take that back because obviously I was very wrong about that whole situation. My last podcast, I released it last Sunday. So I released it day of the divorce and I should have held on to it because so much happened on the next day, like on that Monday There have been a lot of reports that are out, and I'm actually going to talk about the Kristen J. divorce before I get into the episode, and I want to talk about something. I got a DM from somebody, and they were like, you hate Kristen, and all this crazy stuff saying that I'm obsessed with Lauren, and if Lauren was getting a divorce, then I wouldn't, like, talk about it like I've talked about the Kristen divorce, and I just want to say one thing. If Lauren Conrad was getting a divorce, and it was in the media the way Kristen's divorce is in the media... I would 100% cover it the exact same. I just probably wouldn't know as many details because I do not have a connection to Lauren Conrad. But as I said, I'm going to try and keep this as respectful as possible. I'm only going to talk about what's been in the news. And there have been a lot of different reports. I mean, there are reports of him freezing her assets so she couldn't buy a house. But then I guess a judge ordered him to unfreeze the assets so she could buy the house, and I believe it's in Franklin, Tennessee, which is beautiful. Like, if you're ever in Nashville, take a drive out to Franklin. It is gorgeous, and that's where a lot of, like, country singers live. And then there were a lot of reports that Kristen said that she was actually fearful of Jay. She was really scared for the kids to be around Jay, and it wasn't safe for them to be left alone with Jay. And that really kind of, like, sparked something for me. I was like, oh, you know, obviously everything on reality TV, we don't see the reality. I mean, now if you're thinking about last season it's like oh so they weren't even really like together last season right like they did reshoots up until February yes I'm sorry to tell you very cavalry is not as real as you would think but I just feel like the past three seasons it's been about Jay being like a great dad and maybe he hasn't been as supportive as he could be about Uncommon James but I am very curious because I know Jay is a big stakeholder in Uncommon James and I really hope that doesn't fuck anything up for Kristen's company because I do think Kristen worked really hard to make it a bigger company, bigger brand and of course like there was that financial backing from Jay but she, I mean, she built the, she built the company. And of course, like having a TV show only helped that. So she is very smart. Like I've always said, Kristen is great at marketing herself. She's great at marketing her jewelry. And like, even with like her crazy tone deaf Instagram posts that she has here and there, they always just kind of blow over. It's wild. I've never seen anything like it. There has never been a moment on Twitter where it's like, cancel Kristen Cavallari. I mean, I guess that the Bahamas thread got pretty close to cancel Kristen Cavallari, but I don't think she's ever been like officially canceled. But I am kind of curious to see what's going to happen with all of that. And I do think that they need to stop putting out so many articles because every article is crazier and crazier. And I kind of feel like I'm already desensitized to it. It's almost like when a Kardashian article comes out and it's like the same narrative over and over and over. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I know you guys are selling these stories. Like, please stop. We get it. I'm curious to see if Jay is going to respond. I'm going to say he's not going to respond. I don't think he is ever going to like really talk in the media about this. But I was very wrong about this being like a nice, friendly divorce. Not that any divorce is like nice and friendly, but I didn't expect it to become such a public mess. And somebody actually asked me, they're like, well, do you know anything about Jay? Have you ever met Jay? And I met Jay briefly at the Uncommon James opening, but I've heard that he's just like not the nicest guy. And I've heard that he's kind of a dick, but I've heard he's a great dad. So I mean, take what you can get, but I've heard he's like not a super friendly person. And even if you look up him during like the NFL, I feel like you hear like he was always an asshole. I just said like a lot in that last sentence. I like apologize. (laughs) But let's talk about what happened over the weekend with Kelly. Now, I am going to say this. So I'm kind of, you know, I did say Kelly was the most boring person to ever be on reality TV. And I will stand by that. I did not like her on Very Cavalier. I thought she was extremely boring. Do I think that the reason she was cut out from the show was really fair? 
you know, I don't, I don't know, because obviously, like, you can't post clickbait about you and your best friend's husband flirting. I get that. But if Kristen had, like, a huge issue with it, and maybe she did say something to Kelly and we didn't see it on air, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So Kelly didn't know she was upset. Obviously, like, on the outside looking in, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm not going to post a clickbait article about that. But Kelly was new to the game, new to a little bit more fame, and maybe she let it go to her head a little bit. I've heard a lot of conflicting stories about Kelly as well. So uh, I'm in Nashville, obviously, and she has a lot of deep, deep roots in Nashville. I don't know if she's from here, but she's lived here for a really long time. And she works with like Dirk Bentley, Bobby Bones. She works. She's really good friends with Amy on the Bobby Bones show. So I've actually heard she's like really cool and really nice. And then from a couple, like, Uncommon James employees, I've also heard she's really standoffish and not a nice person at all. Like, she won't say hi to you when she'd come into the office to talk to Kristen. She wouldn't even, like, really say hi to anybody. She was just very much about Kristen, unfriendly. So, again, there's that, I don't know, it just, it depends who you ask. And I feel like it's that way about both Jay and Kristen. I feel like when you ask somebody about like Jay or Kristen it's never like oh they're fine it's either like I really love them or like I'm not they're not cool I'm not a fan it's really it's interesting to to see but Kelly I mean like I said she has a lot of deep deep roots in Nashville so I feel like she did have a good backing behind her okay enough about my Kelly rant but we're gonna talk about the bracelet photo that she posted. So when I first saw the picture, I was drinking a vodka rebel, which I haven't drank in like three months for the best. Like, I can't believe I even drank that. I'm like, yeah, let's have a little quarantine drink. I can't leave my house. Let me have a vodka rebel. But I saw it and I was like, there is no fucking way she did. she's hanging out with Jay. Like, there is no chance. And it's funny, I, I recently started following her because I wanted to like read the comments and everything. And someone DM me, they're like, why do you follow Kelly? And I didn't respond, but I was kind of like, because she was on Very Cavalarian, because I want to read all of her comments. I don't know. But she posted a picture of a hand wearing a beaded bracelet, and she also had a beaded bracelet. So it was like matching beaded bracelets. And everybody said it was Jay. I do not think it's Jay. I'm like 99.3% positive it is not Jay. She's She has a boyfriend. She's had a boyfriend since whenever the Winter Classic was. What's that, January, December? But she's been with him for a long time. She's talked about quarantining with him. And do I think she did that on purpose? Yes, I do. I don't think that was by accident at all. A lot of people are like, you know, maybe she just didn't want his face in the picture. And okay, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe she didn't want his face in the picture. Maybe he's very private. I don't know. But I don't think that was like an accidental post. And there is a part of me, she got like 7,000 new followers from posting that. So it worked for her. And there is the part of me that's like she did get dragged so hard this past season. And then after the divorce was announced, she got so many hate comments. And I don't think that's okay. Like she and Jay never hooked up. They never hooked up. I'm going to say that. And I feel like a lot of people need to chill the fuck out. I mean, I'm going to throw that out there. And yes, maybe she did post this picture to stir the pot. So I am kind of like, Kelly, what the fuck you doing, girl? But then there's also the part of me that's like, Kristen did drag you. And then this whole divorce thing happened after she put it. and, And I'm not saying just Kristen. I'm sorry. After the show put it in our heads that maybe Jay and Kelly did have a weird connection and then the divorce happens and you get a lot of hate and you're just like, fuck it, I'm about to just post this and let people talk. If people want to talk, people are going to talk. So I'm kind of like, wow, like that, (laughs) what did, ah, Kristen, she'd always be like, that chick has some balls, dude. Didn't she say that in like an episode of The Hills? I feel like she did. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that is something Kristen Cavallari has said. I feel like Kelly did do that as a little bit of a dig at Kristen. And I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. But I don't think I need to say allegedly about that. I don't know if I'll get in trouble. But so, yeah, I got a lot of DMs about that. And I really I don't think it's Jay. I think it's her boyfriend. And a lot of people were like, well, how many adults in Nashville wear beaded bracelets? And that actually made me laugh really hard because I know that there is a foundation in Nashville where that like raises money for, I believe it's children's health. I'm probably way off. But it's something, you know, you can buy them. And I mean, Jay probably has them from Sailor, their daughter, him and Kristen's daughter. 
And then Kelly's, like I said, best friends with Amy from Bobby Bones show. And I know she's mentioned like her daughter makes those bracelets for people. So (laughs) weirdly enough, yeah, there is a chance that there are numerous adults in Nashville wearing a beaded bracelet at any time. Oh, and Bobby Bones was a little shady about Kristen. So I don't think he likes Kristen. I think I've said that before. He's obviously very close to Kelly and is team Kelly 100%. But they were talking about the divorce. I think Amy brought it up and he was like, well, Jay got out of there. He's a lucky guy. And I was kind of like, eh, maybe don't like, maybe don't kick him, kick Kristen while she's down. You can just be like, I don't know what you could say, actually. Or just like not comment on it. If <laughs> I say that, I say that I have to stop because I'm obviously commenting on it. I'm trying to be like as biased as I can. I do think that Everything in the media has been a little much, but I also understand that getting your name out there is important to a lot of people. It is Sunday. As I say, I always record on Sunday, and it has been quiet on the news front for a while. So I wonder if Kristen is now just going to lay low. Maybe the first week after the divorce, like, bam, 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 this, that, this, that, and now she's just going to chill. So I guess we'll just have to see how this plays out. I really don't know about season four. I know there wasn't a season four, but that doesn't mean it's not going to get picked up now that there's all this drama going on. But I feel like that would be really hard to do during like a custody battle and stuff. I don't know if I'm right. I don't know how long a divorce lasts. My parents got divorced when I was like three, so I don't remember anything about it. But I I know that um, Kristen's camp did go and say that like Jay is not a absentee father. Like that's what they said the first, I don't know, one of the first things that came out said that. I know that they retracted that and they also said that cheating is not the reason why this divorce happened. Now they haven't said anything about like the kids being unsafe or anything like that or how she feels unsafe in the house. So I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see how that all plays out. But I wonder if now, now that Kristen, you know, she has the house that she wanted, the the assets aren't frozen, I guess, maybe now the media will be a little bit quieter. But I guess we'll see because apparently Kelly has some tricks up her sleeve too that she really wants to, to throw out there, which really shocked me. I will say that, you know, that's not a cool move. Because I was, I really stand up for Kelly for, you know, the way that she was portrayed on the show. And even though I've heard she's a complete ice queen here and there, um, I just, I really, I really feel like that's a little bit too much stirring the pot. But she got what she wanted. She got 7,000 new followers, 6,000 new followers. But somebody commented on the post that I put up and they're like, don't hate the game, hate, don't hate the player, hate the game. Oh my God, I actually literally just had an Alex H. Jessica moment. But yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Well, I hate the fucking game. That's how I feel. I feel like Kelly decided she wanted to kind of go step up a little bit, you know, twist a knife a little bit into into Kristen because everybody's saying Kelly and Jay hooked up even though they didn't. And Kristen was never once been like, no, they didn't hook up. Not that it's Kristen, not that it's Kristen's job. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Kelly did that on purpose and it worked because her name is all over the place. But also it's inviting these hateful comments. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. But that is my J. Kristen Kelly rant for the week. Um, I'm like sitting here. It's it's about 10 at night on a Sunday. And I'm like, something's going to come out tomorrow. I know it. I know something's going to come out tomorrow. Oh, and we're definitely going to talk about Zane and Gigi after I talk about the Hills episode. And I can't believe that I wanted to talk about them last week and now they announced that they're having a baby. I'm kind of like, what kind of third eye do I have? I know it's covered up by my side bang, but maybe I need to open that shit up a little bit more. All right, so this episode of The Hills, we are on season three, episode four, and it's called Meet the Parents. So we get the recap and everything. And it's weird, they don't really mention the engagement again. But we find out that Brody is supposed to be having a beach party and Spencer's not going and Brody's not happy about it. But Lauren's going, which probably Spencer isn't happy about. But anyway, Spidey go to get their ring resized and Heidi asks Spencer to come to Colorado to meet her dad, her sister, and her brother. And like when I heard that, I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You two just got engaged and he hasn't met your family? Obviously, I've never been even close to being engaged to somebody, but I'm kind of like, I feel like you should probably know at least someone's like 
parents and siblings before you propose. Like maybe you don't need to meet all the cousins or aunts or uncles or anything like that, but it's important to meet some siblings. It's important to meet some parents before you propose. Maybe I am just old school. I don't know. But Spencer goes, this weekend? This weekend? You want to go this weekend? It's the barbecue. And then Heidi goes, well, if you'd rather go to the barbecue. And he goes, no, I'd rather meet your family. Lying through his teeth. That is what Spencer does in that scene. Now, the next scene, we are with Mr. Spencer and Mr. Brody, and they are tire shopping, you know, doing bro stuff. Bros love to look at rims and tires and, like, soup up their car, from what I've been told. (laughs) But Spencer breaks the news that he will be meeting Heidi's whole family in Colorado. And, And then Brody goes, this weekend is the barbecue we had planned, like, two months ago. Did you, did you forget about that, bruh? And my only thought, I was like, how Lauren Conrad of you to say that, Brody? That's a very Lauren Conrad thing. Like, maybe Lauren and Brody have a lot more in common than we thought. And Brody's pissed because Spencer's flaking. He goes, it just, (laughs) this is what Brody says. It just sucks when you flake out on the homies. (laughs) And I think while he's saying that, Spencer actually goes, okay, I'll see. Like, he calls him Lauren because of how he's acting about this. It's kind of like, I get it, you planned this two months ago, but also I proposed to this girl and don't know her family, so I should probably get to know them. But again, Brody doesn't want to be married ever, so I don't think he fully understands what goes into that. Well, now he probably does, but anyway. The next scene, we have Mr. Justin Bobby and Audrina on the beach, and it's they're so cute together. Like, they're such a hot couple. Like, they're toxic as fuck, but they're a good-looking couple. And Audrina brings up his rough start with Lauren, but he literally doesn't care. She's like, yeah, Lauren doesn't know if she thinks you're good for me. And he goes, all good. (laughs) Like He doesn't care at all. Are you kidding me? Justin Bobby's like, yeah, this isn't the first time someone's friend didn't like me. But Audrina explains that Lauren is just worried. And Justin Bobby's like, she doesn't need to worry about anything. Is that a good male voice? Maybe that'll be my Justin Bobby voice. Like try and make it a little deeper. (laughs) But he was like, you haven't pissed me off and I haven't pissed you off and it's romantic. But like I said, Justin, Bobby and Audrina, very toxic, very beautiful, much like most couples, much like a lot of the celebrity couples I've talked about, I guess. But we're back with Spidey and this is a very Spidey heavy episode. So just a heads up with that. There's a lot of Spidey happening in this episode and zero Whitney happens in this episode. But we find out that Heidi is from a super small town in Colorado and Spencer wants to know if they know everything about their relationship. He's like, what do they know? Like, what do they know about us? How much have you told them about us? So I think he's like nervous because he knows that their relationship has caused a rift between her and Lauren. And I'm sure he's like, yeah, her family knows Lauren and probably like Lauren. But then he says that this is like the heaviest thing he's ever done. He's like, this is the biggest thing I've ever done. This is very heavy for me. And it's like, you just proposed. Like, that's not the craziest thing you've ever done. Meeting the person you're going to marry's parents, your future in-laws, is the craziest thing you've ever done. So now we're at dinner with Elsie, Audrina, and Lo. And Lauren tells them about Brody's cookout. And she's like, yeah, Brody is having a cookout this weekend and he wanted me to invite all you guys. And Lo's like, that sounds fun. And then Lo goes, so you're like friends with Brody, yeah? And Lauren says, I'm friends with all my exes. Why? Why, Lauren? Why are you friends with all your exes? I actually should do a poll, be like, are you still friends with most of your exes? Because I feel like that is no good. And maybe it's because I've only had super unhealthy relationships. I don't know. Probably that. But I can't imagine like loving somebody and wanting to be with them and then being like, oh, maybe we don't. I mean, I've definitely told people like we should be just friends. And when I say that, I mean like, I don't really want to talk to you. I'm sorry. But enough about me. We're back to Lauren. And Lauren's like, yeah, Brody and I are just buddies. And Audrina, of course, asks if she can invite Justin, and Lauren says, for sure. And Lo brings up Justin, and there's some banter about how he's not a new guy. Lo's like, it's always nice to have a new guy, and Lauren's like, he's been around for two and a half years, he's not exactly new. Lauren, stop it! And Lauren just keeps throwing out, like, little jabs and little digs. She's like, Justin Bobby is complicated. And Audrina, Audrina doesn't want to hear it, right? Audrina is very much happy in her unhappy relationship. And she just goes, he keeps me on my toes. Okay, Audrina. But I think that's Audrina's way of agreeing with Lauren without actually openly agreeing with her. 
which seems to be the easiest way to get along in a relationship if Lauren is your roommate. But now we're at Crested Butte, Colorado. Sky high in Colorado. Alexa, play tequila by Dan and Shay. I hope that triggered your Alexa. Anyway, this is Heidi's hometown, and it's really small, but it looks, like, super cute. It looks like Stars Hollow, but, like, in the mountains, so it's beautiful. And we meet Darlene for the first time, Queen Darlene, and then we meet Holly, who eventually becomes a big, iconic person of the hills, if you ask me. And what's funny is Holly actually lived in L.A. with Lauren and Heidi for a short time. I don't know, like, the whole backstory of it, but I know that they were all roommates at one point, but maybe she had to go back to Colorado. I don't know. We also meet Tim, who is Heidi's stepdad, and then we meet Skye, and Skye is Heidi's little brother. Now, Spencer says he's happy to be there, and he's like, it's such a trip coming from the city and coming here. Like, it's crazy. I can't get over it. It's a trip. And Darlene's just kind of like, okay. (laughs) I do think from day one, I think day one, Darlene dislikes Spencer, and I think it had to do with how Heidi got really isolated really quickly. And it seems like that has been a story of their life for a long time, but it does seem like Darlene and Heidi have buried the hatchet pretty well. But now we have Audrina and Justin Bobby on the motorcycle, of course. But where are they heading? We don't know. We don't know yet. Actually, we find out very quickly that they're heading to Malibu to go to Brody's cookout. And Frankie and Brody are sitting out on the back porch, and Frankie's like, where's Brad Daddy? Where's the married guy? And Brody goes, Brad Daddy flaked again, and he's with his wife in Colorado, bruh. (laughs) player. All right. Brody is really, really acting like Lauren though. Can we both agree? Can we both, can all of us agree that Brody is acting very much like Lauren? And it's kind of funny like watching it back. And I think I said this last episode, like Brody, I always thought he was so cool, like the ultimate bro. And actually rewatching it back, I'm like, ooh, like you're not really great either. But Spencer calls Brody in that moment, that very moment. And Brody asks if he's having fun. And Spencer's just like, it's different. It's cool. And then Brody's like, well, yeah, it's a beautiful day in Malibu, bro, and there are so many hot girls, but that doesn't matter to you, playboy. Playboy, I know you have a wife now, playboy. He does not say playboy at all. I just feel like that is something Brody says a lot. Anyway, I'm actually like Team Pratt here. I'm Team Spencer with this little conversation because, let's be real, Spencer wants to marry Heidi, and they are both fucking nuts, so no one else will have them. But you know what? They make a match made in crazy-ass heaven. That is who Heidi and Spencer are. But I do think it's important to be like, yeah, Spencer was 23 years old, getting pressured by his friends to, like, come party, and instead, he went to Crested Butte, Colorado. But yeah, I feel like Brody's being, like, a little bit of a bitch. She's acting like a little bitch. Now, Elsie and Lo show up, which is very exciting. I'm, I'm very excited to have more Lo in my life. I will say that. You guys know how much I love Lo. And we have everybody frolicking around on the beach. We have Justin, Bobby, and Audrina in the ocean, and Justin's, like, throwing her into waves and it seems it seems like she's annoyed with it but it's also romantic and Justin's hair looks fantastic it's probably the first time it's been washed in days obviously it's not washed if it's in the sea anyway but Lo and Lauren are in the water and Brody and Frankie are kayaking and then a football game happens and (laughs) I hope you guys remember this but Lauren tackles Brody and you hear Brody go oh my god my finger I, I just broke my finger and, like, I, I'm just wondering, can you imagine that if, like, you have a cast on your hand and you're a guy? And Brody, like I said, I feel like Brody was always, like, the ultimate bra. So he's, like, walking around with a thing on his, a cast on his hand and his friends are like, dude, what happened? What happened? He's like, yeah, Lauren Conrad tackled me and broke my finger. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to come up with a different story. Okay, we're back in Colorado. So this is a very back and forth episode. Like, scenes are really short. And yeah, it's just back and forth being like, okay, well, everyone's hanging out having fun and Spencer is having a miserable time in Colorado. But they go into a mountain store, like a gift shop, so Spencer can get a t-shirt. And Heidi asks Tim, her stepdad, she goes, so what do you think of him? And he goes, as long as that's who you like, Tim being kind. What a little shady kind thing to say. Like, I mean, if you're into it, I guess. <laughs> but Tim says he wants to have a serious talk with Spencer. Now we're back in, we're back in the boo. We're back in Malibu and Brody's showing off his broken finger. He actually has it in like a cup of ice water. And Audrina walks over and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I broke, Lauren broke my finger. My finger's broken. He says it a million times and he pulls his finger out and he can't bend it. And Audrina's like, I don't know if that's broken. All right, Audrina. <laughs> 
but he basically says, he's like, I'm going to get it checked out. I'm going to the hospital. So Brody leaves his party, but everybody stays. And once he leaves, we're back in Colorado and we're having lunch. And Tim invites Spencer for a chat. And he seems very kind. Like, he's excited to get to know Spencer. And Spencer looks horrible. Horrified, not horrible. He looks horrified. But I am going to play a little clip of Tim speaking to Spencer about the whole kind of like Heidi isolating herself when she has a boyfriend thing. And it's like, at the end of the day, I just love spending every second with Heidi. So. Yeah. But Heidi has been the type of gal that would be very social and then she would get a boyfriend and she would lose all of her friends because she would kind of, they would become secondary to her. And, and I mean, now all she has is you. But if things were to go south, what would happen to her? I just hate to have her have all her eggs in one basket. So that alone is a little weird to me that like her family has to say that to him. It's almost like they think like Heidi's too naive to even mention it to him. But at the point at like that point, Spencer doesn't care. He's like, whatever, I have her (laughs) like he's like, she doesn't need any friends. She has me. But I feel like Heidi is still like that. I feel like Heidi probably doesn't have a ton of friends. And obviously she's a mom now, so I'm sure it's a lot different. But I feel like for a long time. It was just all about Spencer. Like, she was very away from her family. She was very away from all that stuff because of him. And, of course, it's her, too. But I feel like Spencer had a lot to do with it. I mean, even in a lot of the clips that I've played in past episodes, she always goes, I love you. I love you more. She's like, no, I love you the most. He's like, no, I promise you I love you more because I put up with so much stuff. So I feel like in her mind, it's always been like, oh, well, Spencer loves me more than anybody's ever loved me my whole life, even more than my family. Now we're back in the boo, as I say, back in Malibu. We see Justin Bobby flirting with someone, and I don't know if he was really flirting or if it was just like production being like, oh, look, Justin Bobby's flirting. But we have a cute Audrina and Lauren moment, and Lauren's eyes are like bugging in this scene. If you watch it, it looks like homegirl's trying very hard to focus. That's all I'm going to say. But Audrina's like, he's such a flirt. And Lauren, who's likely drunk, goes, that guy should be jumping to date you. Whenever her voice is raspy, you know she's wasted because she's a yeller. When she is drunk, she's always like, Brody, like screaming. You can already tell. So like she's drunk for sure. And Brody walks out with a cast and he said that he needs to get surgery in 10 days. And Lauren is absolutely cracking up, which I would probably laugh too. I'm very bad when someone gets hurt. And especially if it's like a broken finger and they come back with a whole arm cast, I will probably laugh about that. And I hate, I, I'm just going to put it out there, guys. Like if, if something happens to you, obviously if you get really hurt, I guess a broken bone is like really hurt, but I will be there to laugh and then try and help you. I'll bring you like a gift basket. So I think it all kind of works itself out. But she gives zero sympathy to Brody and Brody like takes out his x-rays and is getting all this attention and Lauren is just cracking up over by Audrina. So now we are back in Colorado. Heidi and Darlene are having a moment and Darlene's like, I like him. Then Heidi says she's really excited and says Spencer is her everything. She's like, mom, mom, you know how she talks. I always say how she talks when she's being serious. Mom, Spencer is my everything. I've never loved anybody as much as I love Spencer. And then Darlene goes, well, that's what worries me. She goes, you have no friends. You have zero friends now. And Audrey, I mean, and Heidi's like, well, I have Spencer and Spencer's friends and his friends have girlfriends. And then Darlene flat out asks, she's like, what happened with Lauren? And I wonder if production was really trying to get them to talk about that. Be like, you know, really bring up the fact that Heidi doesn't have friends when she gets a boyfriend. And then definitely bring home that she's not friends with Lauren anymore. And all Heidi has to say is she was upset I was spending time with Spencer and not her. And Darlene's like, I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. And Heidi says, I just don't think we'll ever be friends again. And she shut that shit right down. Heidi does not want to talk about it. Heidi does not want to talk about what she did. And she knows what she did. Back in Malibu, it's nighttime. And Brody is all butthurt that Lauren laughed at him. Um, Lauren's just kind of like, whatever. She actually says, she's like, you're telling me you wouldn't laugh if I came back with a full arm cast after saying I broke my finger. And he's like, no, I wouldn't laugh. And she kisses his hand and they're kind of going back and forth and being all flirty. And Lo just plops between the two of them and she goes, can you both just chill out, please? So now we're at a restaurant in Colorado called Timberline. And it's Darlene and Tim's restaurant, apparently. I wonder if they still own it. I'm not sure. But we find out that like, 
I don't know. They never bring up the engagement the whole episode. So I wonder how that went. But it makes it sound like he got her a promise ring rather than an engagement ring. And I feel like Spencer just thinking like he keeps saying I'd marry Heidi today if I could. And I wonder if he thinks that's like the most romantic thing on the planet. And I guess when you're like 23, 24, yeah, that is really romantic. So I'm not going to fault him for being young. But I feel like he thinks saying that to her parents makes her parents be like, oh, perfect. We love that. In this episode, like I said, like it's very jumpy back and forth and back and forth. But they're back in Malibu and Brody asks where Whitney is. And Lauren just says she was really sick. And then Brody basically says that he's losing Spencer. He's like, you know, homeboy flakes on me all the time. I don't know what I'm going to do. And Lauren's like, yeah, I went through that too. So now these two are going to trauma bond over what Spidey did to them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're back in Colorado. We're back in sky high in Colorado. And Darlene brings up Lauren to Spencer. Like Heidi gets up to use the restroom, which I'm sure is planned. But Darlene asks about Spencer. And this is the last, oh, not the last voiceover. But I'm about to play a voiceover. What an angel. So, Spencer, it seems to me that Lauren saw it as Heidi getting taken away from her. Why does there have to be an either or? It's literally like a stubborn, immature, little selfish little girl who's like, I want Heidi to myself. You don't share her. It's like literally like that. That's what it's about. Heidi could have benefited from having her as a best friend and use a boyfriend as room for everybody yeah, you know, especially like, with a heart as big as Heidi's what are you talking about as a best friend you know to be there for two years and to work as hard as you did why are we talking about Lauren and I can't even lie I think about Spencer's facing that whatever he said about Lauren I want Heidi out to myself I think about that like often, probably more than I pro- I should think about it for sure. There's no doubt in my mind I should not think about it as much as I do, but I, I do. I do. <laughs> and I also think of Darlene's reaction after he does that. All right, guys, guess where we are? We are back in Malibu at Brody's home. And this is really random, but this is like an Audrina and Lauren moment. You guys know what moment it is. You know what moment it is. But I love Audrina's waffle shirt hoodie that she's wearing in this scene. I'm a big turquoise gal. I'm a big fan of turquoise. And it just looks so comfortable. Like, I want that. I want to just be wrapped up in it while I cry. (laughs) But Lauren tells Audrina her mom is happy they're friends. She's like, my mom is so happy that we're friends. She's like, thank God you have Audrina. (laughs) And Audrina just says that, you know, Heidi let Hollywood get to her and let a guy influence her. And then Lauren quickly says, well, Jason hated Heidi and I didn't care. I said, we're all going to be friends. And then Audrina, Audrina goes, I just wish Heidi was a different person. (laughs) Same, Audrina. But I do feel for Lauren in this scene. And I do think that Lauren definitely helped drive the wedge in between her and Heidi. But if someone's treating you like shit, like you have to cut them out of your life. But we've all lost a friend where it just kind of ended. I have lost a few friends where it's just ended and there's nothing There's nothing more to say. It's that simple. Like, it just, it's over, it's done with, and you need to move on. But, you know, you still miss them. You still miss that person. Okay, enough about me, guys. We're gonna talk. <laughs> but no, I feel for Lauren in that scene. That's all I'm gonna say. So the next scene, we're in Colorado again, and Heidi tucks Spencer into the couch, like he's sleeping on the couch, and... Heidi tucks him in and gives him a kiss goodnight. And then we're back in Malibu. And then we have the moment. Okay, I'm going to tell you the moment. We have Audrina saying, I haven't seen Justin in forever. And Lauren walks inside and finds Audrina's helmet sitting on the kitchen table. Fucking Justin Bobby. You're never going to change. All right, last voice over of the night. And that, my friends, is the episode. That is it. That is the Justin Bobby wearing combat boots to the beach. And he actually talked about that on the live that we did with him a while, like over a year ago now, well over a year ago, almost two years ago, which is fucking insane. 
But anyway, he was like, you know, I got a call that I had to go film and I wasn't expecting it. So that's why I wore boots to the beach. There's a part of me that thinks that that's a lie and he always wears combat boots to the beach and he just doesn't want to admit it. But that's okay, Justin. I support you no matter what. But season three, season three is where it's good. Season three is like my favorite season of the hills and I'm so excited you guys are on this journey with me. I also wanted to say that now I'm recording this the rest of this Monday night because I was tired yesterday. But Jay and Kristen have come to a custody agreement. It was on Us Weekly and it looks like Jay's going to get the kids every other weekend. Um, That's a very normal custody agreement, I feel like. That's what my family had. And then he gets like two phone calls and two FaceTime calls a week, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, there was never that. My parents actually, you know, they, they don't like each other openly now. But growing up, they always at least played friendly. And I could call my dad whenever I wanted. If I was staying, you know, a weekend with him, he was never like, you can't call your mom. There was never any of that. I feel like... They, they did a really good job raising us. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like going on a rant. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but I don't know. I think that's a weird thing that like they can talk to their dad twice a week. And I'm sure that that's just like a minimum. I'm sure there's no maximum. But Us Weekly reported it because TMZ is no longer picking up the Kristen and Jay stories. Um, it looks like the Kelly story really picked up. I mean, she got 5,000 comments on that picture. Homegirl knew what she was doing. I don't think we should post nasty things on her Instagram. I am not saying that. I just think this is her kind of quote unquote getting back at Kristen after that bullshit storyline last season, but she got what she wanted. She got some followers out of it. She got some controversy out of it. Her name was in the papers. So, I mean, everybody kind of got what they wanted. Kristen's name was out there. Kelly's name was out there. I'm sure Jay didn't want his name out there, but guess what? Jay's name was out there. But I hope that after this week, like all the divorce stuff kind of quiets down. I am kind of curious to see this $5 million home that Kristen bought just because I love looking at rich people's houses. I just said on Twitter the other day, I'm like on Zillow, I've graduated from mansions in Franklin, Tennessee to looking at like $19.1 million townhomes in New York City. So I'm really, I'm moving on up with my dreams. (laughs) They actually tweeted me back. I tweeted that. They're like, you're just planning for the future. And I'm like, oh my God, Zillow really believes in me. Zillow believes in me more than I believe in me. (laughs) Before we get into Zane and Gigi, I wanted to talk about some celebrity encounters because weirdly enough, I've met a lot of famous people. And I guess not weirdly because a lot of times I've paid to meet them. But I've met Kelsey Ballerini a few times. You guys know she was on my Zoom and she's incredible. She's super nice, um, really personable, which I think is cool. And yeah, Kelsey Ballerini, big fan of her. When I met Taylor Swift, like my that moment will never get out of my brain. Like she took my phone. We were taking the selfie and as she handed my phone back, I was like, I have to say something. I'm like, I have to say something right now. This is my only chance to ever say anything to fucking Taylor Swift. So as I took my phone back, I was like, I just really wanted you to know that your music means so much to me and it's really helped me. I said something like that, something to that effect. And she looked at me and she goes, thank you so much for saying that. I really, really appreciate that. And then continue to move. I'm like, you're a fucking superstar. (laughs) Like, there's a reason you're where you're at and why your fans all want to, like, go insane. I have met Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. He lives in, or used to live, I don't know if he still does. He lived in Duxbury, Massachusetts, and he was in Hanover, Massachusetts a lot, which is where I'm from. And he used to go to the movie theater in the mall a lot. So I was going to see Walk the Line with my friends. And he came into the movie theater, sat next to us. And then we took a picture with him. He was super nice, one of the nicest people. And you'll always hear that. I've never heard a bad fan encounter with Steven Tyler. And there are a lot because, like I said, like he grew up or he lived right around the corner from me pretty much. So people were always meeting him. I met the country singer Lauren Elena at a bar in Nashville. Very nice. Very, like, fun. She seems like a blast. Like, I'd actually like to be friends with her and party with her. You guys know I met Kristen. When I met Kristen, she was super nice to me, super kind. A lot of fun at her store opening. I have met the Backstreet Boys. They've all been really nice, really cool, except for AJ when I saw him back in January. He's played this little show at Tin Roof. Very bizarre show in general. And I've met him before that. I met him at, like, a radio thing, and he was very nice. But My friend and I, we went down to his tour bus (laughs) after the show because we wanted to meet him. It was just her and I, and we asked for a picture, and he said no and kept, like, walking onto his tour bus. And I was kind of like, there are 30 fucking people at your show. We deserved a picture. But it didn't happen, and that's okay because we ended up having fun anyway. 
Um, I've met Danny Melinda from Real World Austin. I met them at Logan Airport when I was a freshman in high school, and I took a picture with them on my digital camera. I met all the Backstreet Boys. I think I said that, but they were really nice. I've met Jordan Knight, super nice guy. Um, so this is actually a funny story. I saw Aaron Carter at the Met in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, long time ago. Um, I might have been 21. Maybe I think I was definitely 21. I can't really remember. But basically, my friend Miley and I were standing there and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting for him to come on. And then it's general admission. So, you know, we have a spot right near the stage and a girl like slips in between my friend Miley and I. And we start like kind of getting in a shoving match with her. And apparently it was um, Scout Willis who is Demi and Bruce's middle daughter. So that was fun when we found that out. I'm like, oh, I wish I got in a fight with her. <laughs> I've met Frankie Muniz, super nice guy, very chill. Um, he He's super nice. That's all I can say, like really, really nice. Okay, I think I've gone through like a list of most... Oh, Gavin DeGraw. I met Gavin DeGraw at his um, bar opening. And it's funny, I had Laguna Biatch at that time. And I was like, guys, I'm about to sneak into this bar opening. So if you've been around since that, you're like an OG for sure. But I walked in and didn't see him on the first floor. And I noticed everybody was wearing wristbands. So I'm like, hmm, he must be on the second floor. So I walked upstairs and I pulled my jacket down, like my um, sleeves of my jacket down. And someone was like, where's your wristband? I was like, no, I'm with the new... um, I'm with the new website called Nights in Nashville. And he's like, what is it? I'm like, it's about the Nashville nightlife. Did nobody tell you about this? And he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. Go ahead. (laughs) So I was kind of an asshole. Got in, got to meet Gavin, hung out with him like all night. Really cool guy. Hung out with his dad, who was super nice. Now let's talk about Chris Kirkpatrick. This moment, this moment's kind of a bigger moment. And I want to say, like, I think he's okay. I think he just has really dark humor. So my friend Rita and I, we went to the um, Y2K pop tour. It was like O-Town, Aaron Carter, Ryan Cabrera, and I think that was it. But after the show, Chris Kirkpatrick was at Topgolf and he's sitting at the bar. So I walk over and I'm like, can can I take a picture with you? Like, I, I hate to bug you. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. So we stand up and, you know, I put my arm around him. We're about to take a selfie. And he goes, this might be the last picture anybody ever sees of me. Make sure you sell it to TMZ because I fucking hate my life. And when I tell you uh, my whole body drained of all my blood and I wanted to pass out, it was very frightening, like such a moment. And it's one of those moments where you can't like tell anyone, like you don't know who to tell. But I see him around Nashville a lot. And you know what? He seems fine. He seems great. I see him. I've seen him with his family. (laughs) He lives in Nashville, so I see him all around, but that moment was very, like, scarring for me, and whenever I see him in the back of my head, I'm like, I just really hope he's okay, but that's my Chris Kirkpatrick story, because someone was like, is it going to scar me for life, and I'm like, no, no, it's not, it's not that bad. Oh, my One Tree Hill experience, I guess I've talked about that a lot, though. I've met the cast of One Tree Hill, I've talked about that in earlier podcast episodes, I feel like I've talked about that one probably the most. Actually, what am I thinking? We used to sponsor a musical lounge in Nashville. So a a lot of singers came through. I met like Ray Lynn. She's a country singer. Really nice. I will tell you the guys from Five Seconds of Summer. I don't know if they were having an off day or what, but they were fucking mean as hell to their fans. They would not smile in the fan pictures. They would not like hug their fans. They'd barely even acknowledge them. Even some girls, she's like, can we smile really big? And a few, and two of the four of them like frowned. And I was like, wow, you guys are dicks. Like, I am glad I'm not a fan of you. I think I texted my younger cousin and I was like, if you like five seconds of summer, you stop that right now. One time Jesse McCartney came in. He was nice, but his, um, he was running a little late and then he had to come in and do sound check. And someone was like, well, there are a lot of fans waiting. And she goes, they're just fans. They can wait. That's what his agent said. And Jesse didn't say anything, but I was kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's so mean. Um, Lennon Stella, she was on the show Nashville and she's a really great singer. She was super nice to the fans. Like she, um, there was some girl, it was near the end. Like she wanted to be at the end of the meet and greet line. And she had tattoos of Lennon's lyrics on her arm. And she was like, your music saved me. Your music helped me so much. And Lennon was like, are you coming to my show? And she goes, I didn't get enough tickets in time. Like, they sold out so fast. That, know what Lennon did? She looked at her her manager, whoever it is. I call everyone an agent, but I know that's not right. And she goes, can we get her name and get her on will call and make sure she has a backstage pass? Like, that is just so kind. And I've been that girl. You know, I've been there and I've met some people who I really look up to. And they've all been so kind. And I loved seeing how nice 
Lennon Stella was. And I'm a fan for life now, right? Like, I'm a fan of her for life. Um, I did meet Chelsea Handler for my birthday this past year. She was doing a show in Nashville at the end of June, and I bought myself meet and greet tickets because I love Chelsea Handler. I look up to her a lot. And when I finally got to meet her, I was like, you know, you taught me that women can be smart and strong and funny. And she looked at me and she was like, I really appreciate that. And now you can learn to be vulnerable too, because that's her new thing is like vulnerability. And I said, no, I can't. (laughs) And then like she hugged me and I walked away. (laughs) So I've heard people be like, never meet your heroes, never meet your idols. But I haven't had a bad experience with any of my idols. So I think I'm going to keep trying. And somebody DM'd me and they were like, how do you be an extra in a movie? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I was an extra on the show Nashville twice when I moved here. So if you're in like a big city, you can probably just Google how to become an extra. And there are like a bunch of different groups that I'm sure you can sign up for. And I am sure you can become one. And you get paid pretty well and you get lunch usually. So that's pretty exciting. I think I was a I think I was an extra actually three times and it was like all day things and I made like 120 bucks and didn't have to buy lunch. So I'll chalk that up as a win. So as promised, we are going to leave this podcast off and this podcast. I should have just said we're going to end this podcast. OK, I'm not editing that out. because Sometimes I say some real stupid stuff and I'm like, maybe they'll laugh. <laughs> but we're going to talk about Gigi Hadid and Zayn. And this is all from Enti Enti Lawyer, who I talk about a lot. And I'm going to say, as always, not all blinds are 100% truth. I always take them with a grain of salt. I don't think they are the holy Bible of celebrity gossip and behind the scenes. I don't think we'll ever know what really goes on behind the scenes of, like, the world of celebrities until one of you get famous and tell me so I can become my own Enti Lawyer, okay? Please? But this recap, I didn't do this recap. It's actually from a Tumblr that I follow. I don't even use Tumblr. So if you don't have a Tumblr, you can still follow them. But it's called empsrecaps.tumblr.com. That is empsrecaps.tumblr.com. So Enti says that Zayn and Gigi started out as PR, but he thinks that Zayn actually became very obsessed with Gigi. And then there is a mutual love for all things drugs. Um, I posted this blind item, but I'll read it again. Enti reads a blind item from January 12th, 2020. I'm shocked this form-born former A-list boy bander is alive. His drug use should have killed him 10 times over. Apparently his celebrity friend is back around not just for the drugs, but also because she wants to marry him so she can inherit everything for when he does die. I don't know if I believe that. I do think there might be something to the drug use because, I mean, that's just, I guess that's more of a stigma. I should not believe stigmas, but I feel like a lot of models you hear that they're like big cokeheads or do a lot of Adderall. Allegedly, they do that. I'm not saying all of them do. I think allegedly maybe some do that. And he goes, but we got a baby instead of a marriage. Enti reads another blind from November 21st, 2019. I guess the celebrity offspring who comes from a family of equally low on the list celebrities needed a new drug connection, which is why she reached out to the former boy bander. It is why they bonded in the first place. And of course, that's Zayn and Gigi. If they got back together around Thanksgiving 2019, that would mean Gigi got pregnant around Christmas or New Year's. Enti is worried about the child. He says that Gigi has some money, but she's not all that rich, and her father is going through some things financially that are not good. And let us not forget that her father made his money doing shady business deals to begin with. He had to flee the East Coast for the West Coast to get away from his bad business deals. Gigi and Bella can't rely on their father to bankroll their lifestyle. He says Zayn does have money, so there's that. And he also says that Bella keeps going back to the weekend. And apparently they learned this lifestyle from their mother. And and allegedly, this is all allegedly, Yolanda was actually a yachting girl. That's how she met Gigi and Bella's father. So Yolanda wanted more for Gigi than to end up with a now B-list boy bander. He goes on to say that Zayn has a pretty good amount of money right now, but he won't forever because he's never going to tour again. Zayn does not want to tour. He does not want much to do with anything except stay in the house. And Yolanda wanted both of her daughters to end up with billionaires. And this is one of the main reasons Yolanda pushed Gigi and Bella into fashion. It wasn't so the girls could become famous models and millionaires. It was so the girls would have access to and be able to meet billionaires. 
And Endy thinks Gigi wanted to get pregnant, which confuses him because it's always been Zane chasing after Gigi. So he's not sure what the motive is. So he's like, why would the baby, why now? Why would Zane, why now? And he said, maybe she wants to escape the modeling world. Endy says that Zane is a depressed drug addict and he loves Gigi and he loves cocaine and he says Gigi loves cocaine. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, like I've said, not all, not 100%. None of this is 100%. But Enti thinks Gigi is able to handle her drugs and partying and does not have any concerns that she would be able, would not be able to stop using drugs while pregnant. And he goes, but Zane, that's a different story. He has serious addiction issues. And then he also says, do not believe the hype that Zane has $70 million to his name. I said that on a live, I think, recently, because that's what Celebrity Net Worth told me. But Andy goes, he does not. He has some money, but nowhere near that much. And Simon Cowell took most of his money. But basically, Andy just says that, you know, Yolanda did not want this for her daughter. Gigi and Zayn are very toxic together. In my opinion, this would be like if Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez had a baby. I just, I'm nervous. I don't see anything good coming. Well, I guess a baby's a blessing. So I'm not going to say that. And maybe Zayn will clean up his act. And also that baby's genes are going to be fucking perfect. Like, can you imagine how beautiful that child's going to be? I'm already jealous. <laughs> but he also said that Yolanda is the one who leaked the pregnancy to TMZ. And as you know, Gigi went on, Jimmy Fallon was like, this isn't how we wanted to tell people. We wanted to tell people on our own time. But unfortunately, that did not happen. So he says that Yolanda is the one who leaked it all. And yeah, so I guess there's not as much tea as I thought there was going to be. I know that he has talked about the Hadids having drug addiction issues for a really long time, whether it is Bella, Yolanda, Gigi, or Anwar. Anwar? That's his name, the son. He just said that like drugs kind of run rampant. And that's when I said kind of called bullshit on Justin Bieber's, Bieber, <laughs> on Justin Bieber's Lyme disease is when I heard him say that, I was kind of like, oh yeah, the Hadids have that too, apparently, allegedly. Also, speaking of the Biebers, apparently Justin and Haley have a new show on uh, Facebook Watch. I will definitely watch the shit out of that and let you know. I will say Justin's looking good. It makes me happy to see Bieber thriving a little bit. I think getting out of the spotlight's good. Probably having a reality show on Facebook Watch isn't great, but hey, we'll take what we can get. He's looking healthy, looking good. And today I announced, or Monday the 4th, I announced that Talon and I are going to be doing a live on Thursday, and I am very excited about it. I've worked really hard to get this one. It took almost three years for him to agree, but hey, he did. And I just want to say that's, you know, I thank you guys for that. Whenever we do lives, 99% of you make it a safe space for them and you understand that I'm not going to ask them certain questions. Like I'm not going to ask him about Kimberly Stewart or any of his relationships. Maybe Lindsay Lohan. Maybe I can ask about that. But I've kind of talked to him about it and he does feel comfortable doing one. And I'm really excited and it made me emotional because like Talon, Talon's a big one, right? Like I think they've all been big. It's all been big to have any cast member do a live with me. Like I am always thankful. But Talon's, Talon's been a little bit of an unreachable one. And I just wanted to thank you guys for being so supportive for as long as you have been and sticking around. And it's funny, I was talking to my mom and I'm like, you know, me and my followers have been through a lot. Like We've been through me moving from Massachusetts to Nashville. We've gone through, you know, me losing my best friend, my cat. Like, we've been through it. So I just want to say thank you guys. And I know there are moments where I kind of dwell on really negative comments, but I need to stop doing that because I get so much positivity from all of you. And I know we're all going through things right now. So just reach out to people. Make sure they're doing okay. If you're having a tough time, make sure you reach out to your friends, your family. Just let them know what's going on because we're all going through it. You are not in this alone. And yeah, I just, I'm really thankful for all of you guys because you definitely help make my life better. That's simple. That's simple. I know this sounds corny, but it is the truth. But I will talk to you guys next week and I can't wait to do the live with Talon and thank you guys for being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.